This is 13 Nights of Halloween. We only have one more episode after tonight. And tonight's episode is all about conduits. One type of conduit in particular that is really popular among all demons is dolls. And you're going to hear a couple stories tonight about dolls, but also a couple other odd conduit stories. A conduit in esotericism and spiritual discourse is a specific object, person, location, or process such as engaging in a seance or entering a trance or using psychedelic medicines, which allows a person to connect or communicate with the spiritual realm, metaphysical energy, or a spiritual entity, or vice versa. The use of such a conduit may be entirely metaphoric or symbolic, or it may be earnestly believed to be functional. And tonight, we're going to learn that anything can be used as a conduit. Oh, conduits. I feel like we are (laughs) super familiar with conduits after our apartment. I'm convinced, yep, to where I was going, (laughs) convinced the green chair was one. And evil spirits or spirit, one, many, whatever, were definitely attached to it. Yeah, the green chair was definitely, definitely haunted and... I feel like there's probably a few other things that I've had in the past that are, like, conduits. Like, I had this doll when I was a kid, like a My Twin doll, and my mom still has it for whatever reason, but I swear that thing would turn its head and look at me. It would look at me, and my brother, so my brother is eight years, oh my god, fuck that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it. Um, for those it. of you who are listening, I am recording right next to, she just said a My Me doll or something like that. I have I have a truly me American girl doll right next to Mm-mm. me that my aunt got for me because. No. Whatever. My brother, so my brother is eight years younger than me. And there were mornings or like days where I wouldn't be in my room or I would be asleep. And he would bring my My Twin doll in there and like terrorize, with, terrorize me with it. And. He even somehow figured out how to make it stand up, which I'm saying that, like, my brother did all this, but now as I'm saying it, I'm like, well, did he actually do this, or was it actually haunted? Did you know your closet door is, like, partially open? I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that at all. I'm just gonna sit like this. It's, It's like, just, it's like a sore thumb. It's just staring at me. Um... Speaking of conduits, did you know that there's, like, a whole world on eBay where you can buy haunted items? Really? You can just go to eBay and type haunted items, and thousands of things come up. Thousands. What Why? did you find? Um, boxes, dolls, lots of dolls, so mm-hmm. many dolls. But there was, like, a few boxes, chairs, um, for some reason I'm remembering, like, a knife, but it was, like, a almost like a butter knife thing which is kind of creepy if an if 
spirits connected to a knife. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Another thing about conduits, if you guys are familiar with conduits, you've probably heard of Annabelle the doll Mm -hmm. and her escaping her... She, like, ran away from the, the museum she's kept in, which is also pretty quick, crazy to think that a, a doll. I still haven't found, like, a conclusion to that. Is she still on the run? Yeah, where is she? Where is Annabelle? <laughs> Do we have any updates? Because, like, I really need an update Is she on back this. in her case? Also, um, speaking of conduits and, like, things that you've seen that are, like, haunted, Connor and I went to a, um, it's called a trading post. It's called Melrose Trading Post. We went to, a, to it a few um, weeks ago. And um, it was way different now since it's, since last time we were there. There was a lot of clothes. And usually I go there because there's a lot of good vintage finds you can get. I found like a 1969 vintage um, aluminum lunchbox with like mm-hmm. moon landing on it. And it's like worth a few oh, hundred yeah. bucks. And so I got that there for, like, a steal, like, 20 bucks, I think. Um, so I'm always – and then the same time I was there, I found – there was so much space stuff there. And I, like, am a – it's just, like, I don't know. If I see anything vintage space-related, I'm, like, I have to have that. So we went and get again, and I was, like, hoping I would find something like that. No. But interesting enough – there was, like, six different tents there that were all, like, African, uh, what are they called? I don't even know, but they're, like, the masks of the face, almost. I'm not sure what they're called. Mm. But there was this one, and it just gave me weird vibes. The weirdest vibes. I think I walked past it, like, six times, because I was so intrigued by it. And Mm -hmm. Connor was like, are you going to get that? And I was like, hell no, I'm not bringing that thing into our house. (laughs) I think I'm attracted to it because it's given off some, like, spiritual energy. And I'm like, ooh. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I take it home and we're going to be haunted. So, anyways, speaking of dolls and things like that, if you can't tell, we're probably talking about a lot of dolls tonight. I was doing some research and I was like, why is it, though, that dolls are always possessed or cursed or conduits? Like, Mm -hmm. what is the thing? Why? Well, curiosity struck me and if we haven't learned anything sometimes curiosity isn't the best so of course I was like hey Google why are dolls so terrifying (laughs) and I came across the Pollock Toy Museum in London this place has antique and vintage toys like trains cars tins board games rocking horses and even a 4,000 year old mouse carved out of clay but it also has an entire room dedicated to just dolls Porcelain dolls, ancient dolls, vintage, glass, wooden, you name it, they've got it. Guests who go through the museum uh, are disturbed and unsettled by the room, which is the last room and then it's the exit. So it's like this long line of rooms that you can go Mm -hmm. into that have like different genres of toys. And then the final room is the doll room and then it's the exit. Guests get so disturbed by what they're seeing that they turn all the way around, go back through the museum, all the way to the entrance, and then they exit through the entrance. In the 18th and 19th century, dolls really were considered creepy. It wasn't until dolls began looking uh, too realistic that people found them disturbing. At Pollux, the dolls that really get to people are those that so dolls that really get to people are those that look lifelike but are beginning to decay so that have like cracks and tarnish and things like that on them 
Another reason for feeling scared or creeped out by dolls is because the use of them in horror movies, like the evil clown from Poltergeist or Chucky from Child's Play. And did you know that there's actually a fear of dolls, which I think is like typical. I feel like there's a lot of people out there and it's called pediophobia. I was reading something too that a lot of people will say that they're terrified of dolls, but it's more just like of an uneasy feeling, not an actual um, fear. Mm-hmm. I read that like when I was doing my research, because I kind of researched the same thing, that the fear of dolls is completely um, psychological and mm-hmm. that our brains can't process things that look too human that aren't human. So mm-hmm. we develop this like irrational fear towards them and maybe yep. that's why they're used as conduits is because we already have this pre-existing yeah. fear to dolls. I read something too and it was like now in the 21st century, although dolls are seemed as scary, there are dolls out there that are used as almost like a coping mechanism. So it's like two polar opposites. There's dolls who are creepy and disturbing and probably haunted. And Mm -hmm. then there's, I forget what they're called, born again dolls. Have you ever seen a born again doll? No. A lot of women get them if they've had, like, a miscarriage. There are some people out there that just get them they, if they like yeah, them. Yeah, 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 And they're so realistic. And there's some that are even, like, made to look like a vampire. Or they're mm. made to look like a mummy. Or half werewolf. It's really crazy. This makes me think of that show. Oh, my God. It's on Apple TV. Do you have Apple TV? You no. should get Apple TV for this show. But this lady, she has a miscarriage. And it's by M. Night Shyamalan. And it's, like, this this thriller, almost. And she carries this doll around, but then, like, the doll, like, becomes real. And, like, people, like, it's just, it's really good. It is, it is like, one of the best shows I've seen this year. So, in typical Megan fashion, I was actually one of those kids that collected porcelain dolls. And I had so many of them. Like, I found them so fascinating. There was this one company called Geppetto's Dolls, and I had probably 20 of them, and they were pretty expensive, like super. And I remember my sister would get so mad because we had this like armoire thing, like we had two of them, and I would put my dolls on top of it, and you could see them from wherever you were in the room pretty much. And she said that they were terrifying and they would scare her. And they would stare at her at night. I mean, maybe they were turning their heads. I don't know. We, I think she's on was, to something. <laughs> I was friends with them. But then again, third t- time I've talked about this, my grandma thought I had 666 on my head. So, <laughs> you know. Anyways, so because of the doll theme, I just suited. Just suited? Um, I decided to do my story on Robert the Doll. If you're into spooky or haunted things, you've probably heard about him. If not, here we go. In the 1900s, there was a boy named Robert Eugene Otto, who was called Gene. His family's maid gave Gene a straw-filled toy in a sailor suit to play with. He is covered in brown nicks like scars. His eyes are beady and black. He wears a malevolent smirk clasped in his lap. He's holding his own toy, a dog with large popping eyes and two big tongue 
lolling crazily out of his mouth. And if you search him, you can see the doll. He's pretty creepy looking. But Jean loved his life-sized doll. His life-sized? Life-sized. He's a kid. Oh, my God. But it's (laughs) (sighs) life-sized. I didn't think it was life-sized, and then I read that, and I was like, oh, that makes it creepier. There's also a story that I've heard about a woman whose daughter had a life-size Barbie doll, and it was, like, a makeover type of doll thing. Mm-hmm. And the kid used to complain that the doll would talk to her, mm-hmm. and it would happen, like, multiple times. And finally, something happened, something happened that, like, scared the daughter so much that she was like, I don't want to touch that doll ever again. Like, get rid of it. And she's mm-hmm. little. So the mom throws the doll away, and the next day, the doll is in the toy room. After she mm. threw it in a dumpster, it came back. So, I don't know. Kind of off subject, but not really off subject. Without Googling it, do you know who created sex dolls? Yes. Disgusting. Human. <laughs> who? When I heard that, I was disturbed <laughs> for anyone that partakes in sex dolls. Because if you do... You might as well say that you're a fan of Hitler. What mm-hmm. the fuck? What? Yes. That true fact. Google it if you don't believe head. us. He had a tiny dick. Dictators have tiny dicks. Dictators <laughs> have tiny dicks. Alright, alright. So really a sex toy. <laughs> yeah. Um. That disturbed me. So, anyways, I do, I do know how that, anyways, off subject, haunted dolls, haunted <laughs> sex dolls, take you on a whole nother spiritual awakening. Okay, on to, <laughs> back to the topic. So, um, Robert was life-sized. Yes, he was. <laughs> Not a sex doll, though. <laughs> so, um... okay (laughs) way to turn a really scary subject (laughs) completely around (laughs) okay whoa scary spooky scary spooky okay so how many times can i say okay megan he brought it everywhere with him, his life-size doll. And eventually, he named it Robert, after himself. But soon after getting the doll, people started to notice weird and evil science about Robert. The story goes that while Gene was in his room playing, they would hear him using two completely different voices to have a conversation. The autos would wake up in the middle of the night to Gene screaming and crying only to find him in his bed, surrounded by his furniture that had mysteriously been turned upside down. Gene would tell his family that it was Robert who had done it all. (laughs) Soon after this, mutilated toys and weird happenings would start in the house. And with this unexplainable event, Gene would say, Robert did it. The Addos weren't totally convinced the doll had anything to do with this, but they said they would hear eerie giggling around the house, and a passerby even said that they saw the doll moving around from window to window. 
the Ottos decided to move Robert to the attic, where he would sit for a number of years. After his parents died, Gene inherited the family house in the Key West. Robert the doll returned back to his old bedroom, and Gene had become an artist, and it is said that he would spend his days alone painting with Robert. Gene eventually married, and there are stories that his wife could not stand Robert. There are rumors saying that his wife died from insanity because she locked Robert away, but another rumor says that Gene died with Robert by his side, which sounds sweet, but rumor has it Robert was on top of him with his little hands around his neck. I was wondering where you were going with that sentence after our previous conversation, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, after his death, Myrtle Reuter purchased the artist's house in 1974 and also became Robert's new caretaker. The artist's house would become a bed and breakfast, and visitors swore they heard footsteps in the attic and giggling. Some claimed Robert's expressions changed when anyone badmouthed Otto in his presence. Reuter said Robert would move around the house on his own, and after 20 years of antics, she donated him to the museum in 1994. What was the final straw? I thought this was funny because he's actually made out of straw. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, what was the final straw, you may ask? He was found on the kitchen table with a knife in his hand. I would get rid of him, too. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Robert the Doll now lives in Fort East Martello Museum in the Key West, Florida. People believe that his hair color and his soul are slowly fading. If you visit Robert, beware. His current favorite thing to do is casting curses on those who take a picture of him without asking first. The glass case he is in is covered with letters from other visitors who have come asking for his forgiveness and for the curse to be lifted. He has caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and a list of other things. Now here's a crazy thing. In regards to the letters, this dude receives two to three letters a week. Okay, Ted Bundy. It's... (laughs) He gets two to three letters a week from people asking for forgiveness. He also came from a company called Stythe Company, and they believe that he actually wasn't supposed to be sold as a doll, but he was actually supposed to be sold as a um, jester or clown that was supposed to go up in the window. Mm -hmm. And that meant that he did not come with the sailor suit that he is said to be wearing, that that was something that the autos made for him, or it was possibly one of Jean's like outfits as a kid another thing that is interesting is somehow guests figured out that uh, robert has a sweet tooth so people leave him candy but they also leave him money and now and again they leave him some joints too because why not um there's also been a movie based on him called hmm. robert the doll i've never heard which, of that really i have seen uh commercials for it and scares the freaking shit out of me really it's like the little boy is in a coma or he dies and then they find out that robert the doll is actually like his spirit inside of him and he's like psycho no. it's like a it's like a it's little ventriloquist dolls. looking doll hmm. i'm sure you've seen it so other people might be wondering if he caused so much mayhem and chaos for his first two caretakers the original one gene and then his um, owner, the Rooters. What about his current caretaker at the museum? No issues. She hmm. says she's never seen anything weird happen with him, 
and she doesn't think he's haunted at all. But I just think that's him behaving himself so he can get away with other things. Yeah, my question, I think, is... Is the glass case that he's in, is it locked? Like, can he get out? Is he stuck there? Like, I feel like it is locked because I haven't heard anything else. But so then maybe she wouldn't think. have issues with him if he's behind the glass and maybe it's, like, blessed or cleansed frequently or something there. The museum, though, gets really pissed off, too, if you leave joints. So if you go there and you mm-hmm. leave joints, don't do it. <laughs> when they got interviewed they said we're still a museum and that is really unprofessional to leave a joint for a doll (laughs) obviously they need to have it i know exactly (laughs) thank you they need to chill out themselves be a lot better behaved if he had a joint i know (laughs) anyways so yeah that's the story of robert the doll and i was going to talk about a different doll named letta and i think her name's actually like full name is letta me out Mm mm-hmm Y'all go look up her. Look up her? Look up Y'all her. go look up Letta Me Out. She is terrifying. Look her up. Look her up. She's scary. I couldn't do it. Also, there wasn't that much information, but she's horrifying. My and, doll's really uh, scary looking, too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She's sitting That's in a, her chair like... like... And the thing that's disturbing is I read this one thing and there was all these like family members like giggling and laughing with her and there's a baby sitting with her and I was like, she is scary. Gross. That's why I was like, okay, Robert, you're it because you don't look as scary. Two out of ten, I do not approve. Mm -mm. You should look up my doll when I get to it. It's scary too. Okay. (laughs) I don't feel like you can talk about conduits without talking about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, the Warrens. Yes. They were a husband and wife duo that devoted their time to helping those lost to possession, terrorized by conduits, and living on haunted grounds. Before they died, they housed a like an occult museum in their basement of their home. Now, if you don't really know what an occult museum is, it can be described as a place that holds oddities, dark historical objects, and conduits. Ed and Lorraine, Doesn't Annabelle live here? Mm-hmm. Ed and yeah. Lorraine tried um, to house the evil objects in their museum so they wouldn't cause any harm to the outside world. They would bless the objects, pray over the objects, and they were very careful to not let anyone touch the objects. If you went into the museum, they would constantly be like, don't touch anything. Their collection contained a vampire's coffin to a child and a child's tombstone stolen for satanic rituals. And this story is really interesting. So it's a kid's tombstone and they somehow like got involved with this satanic ritual group and they inherited this tombstone. Well, if you look at it, it says Warren in big letters at the top, like the kid's last name was Warren. And then they're like, okay, we're the Warrens. But then the kid's first name was also the same name as Ed's first name. And the kid died on August 23rd. And, like, a few years later, Ed Warren died on August 23rd. How crazy is that? It was his name and the day of his death. coincidence. So, they house a lot of stuff. That was, like, one of the creepiest stories that I heard in my research. They house things like Ouija boards. They have a haunted wedding dress. They have a lot of, like, demon masks, like Megan was talking about earlier. Um, Different photographs that are haunted or paintings. They're all just, like, tucked into their basement. 
The most famous of all of their conduits is the Annabelle doll, which I feel like she could be a whole other episode that we should think about doing sometime. Oh, yeah. We could. There's mm-hmm. so much. Annabelle's been around for so long. Mm-hmm. And the story is really interesting behind it, too. But this should just tell you, like, the level of evil that some of the objects that they have hold. The Warrens are very well known for their work during their life and have led to movies such as Amityville Horror and The Conjuring, and these are two of the best haunted house movies ever, so obviously these have to be like some of our movies of the episode. <laughs> and also I thought True. of the um, the TV show that I was just talking about. It's called Servant, about the doll. So, Okay, that Servant. sounds familiar, It's but so I have good. not seen it. It's so good. Okay. I'm going to be talking about the Shadow Doll. So before the Warrens took ownership of the Shadow Doll, it was responsible for really horrible things that occurred. I couldn't nail down exactly why the doll was created, but it is determined that it was made by black magic using human and animal bones. Some of these parts included nails, teeth, and even crow feathers. This doll was created purely with the intentions of harming other people, so it's very, very dangerous. The way the curse of the doll works is that if you take a picture of the shadow doll and you write the words of the specific curse on the back of the photograph of the doll, then you'll send that picture with the curse, usually by mail, to any unsuspecting victim. If the victim looks into the doll's eyes in the photograph, The curse will then fall on them. The person or people that are cursed will have a nightmare, and the doll will appear in their nightmare. The intent of the curse is to give the receiver bad luck, sometimes illness, or even death at some points. I love that both of our stories have to do with, like, taking a photo of the doll. Yeah, that's crazy. The dreams can become so realistic and so scary that it has been known to stop multiple people's hearts while they are sleeping. In some cases, people have been so horrified that they develop a fear of sleep for the remainder of their life. I couldn't find an exact number, but I did read over and over that the shadow doll did in fact kill multiple people, and this is according to the Warren's file that they have like on record at their museum. Eventually, the shadow doll wound up at an old antique shop, probably where you were shopping, and was purchased by a young couple. After the couple brought the doll home, they began experiencing very eerie or odd nightmares about the doll. At first, they brushed it off, and eventually, they started opening up and talking to each other about it. They were startled to realize they had both been experiencing the same exact nightmare of the shadow doll. And upon this discovery, the husband of the family began waking up to scratch marks on his back that came from the doll or whatever was possessing it. What's scariest about this doll is that it should never be destroyed. So it's just going to continue existing forever because the results could be devastating if it is destroyed. All of the evil spirits that are inside of it that were put in it by black magic would then just kind of, like, enter this realm. So they have Mm. to keep the doll, like, safe, basically. After the couple began to 
both experienced the claw marks, they decided to call the Warrens for help. The Warrens took the shadow doll and have kept it in their basement museum since. It'll probably stay there forever as it cannot be destroyed. I'm sure the Warrens have a generational plan for what will happen to their home in the museum because you probably know they've already passed at this point. But that just made me think, like, if they do have this generational plan or some kind of business plan for people to, like, inherit the museum, think about the type of responsibility that puts on people forever, like, as long as the world exists. Hey, you get this stall that could cause the end of the world if you destroy it. Mm -hmm. Plus, every other most haunted item in the world is here, including Annabelle. And she likes to run away, so are you up for it? Yeah, like, how do you even... Plus, there's some vampire coffins and... Yeah. you know, there's a lot more in that museum. I watch YouTube videos of, like, tours of it today, just, like, preparing for it, and there's stuff literally just, like, all over the place, and everything has, like, a story. That's it's crazy. Sometimes, though, I'm really scared about buying stuff from... I love thrift stores, I love antique shops. I love flea, uh, flea markets. I'm just all about that life. But sometimes when something like really catches me mm-hmm. and it's like super old looking, I'm like, I can't. Because what if it's Satan being like, here you go. Mm-hmm. Like my chair. Bring me home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to be very, very Wait. careful. You got a new chair. So where did that new one come from? Facebook Marketplace. And I actually, Any history behind it? Did you ask them if it was haunted? No, I did not ask, but I did go, like, into the lady's home that I picked it up from, and she was, like, extremely nice, and I felt very comfortable, and she had a dog, and the dog was cool, so I was like, all right, <laughs> if she's cool, the dog's cool, the chair's probably cool, and we haven't had any issues with it, and my dog sits in it every day, so I don't think he would sit in it if he had any kind of, like, fear of it. Because he's a scary yeah. cat, but yeah, I love to go antiquing, antique shopping too, and I love to buy like used things, and even if I have to like refurbish them a little bit. But I don't know if you've seen like, especially this year, a lot of people have been shopping from like thrift stores and Goodwill, and then they'll resell it for like more, like they're doing mm-hmm. like the like the vintage like online stores and like well, that was like the most frustrating thing about melrose mm-hmm. is um it's usually really awesome but i feel like i don't know in the last because of covid i guess it's just like um changed a little bit where it's a lot of clothing now instead mm-hmm. of like art pieces and things made by their people or maybe it just went on a bad day and there weren't as many like antique people there mm-hmm. um but almost every booth was quote vintage clothing Mm -hmm. but it was like they went to a thrift store and they lucked out and found a 1999 NSYNC shirt and so they're selling it for 45 dollars okay so this is like maybe you can talk this out with me because this is like an internal like I don't want to say frustration but like I'm fighting with myself about it because I do think like we need to live sustainably we need to shop used. We need to not throw our old clothes in the trash and just let them become landfill. Like, we need to live more sustainably. But when people go to Goodwill and they shop for sport and not for necessity, 
Goodwill and all these thrift stores jack up the prices to where the people mm-hmm. who really need to shop there can't afford it anymore. Mm-hmm. And they turn There's around been and they where... And I'm just like fighting this internal battle of like, do I save the planet or do I help the people? And I like, it's just driving, it's been on my mind there's been times where i've gone to a thrift store and i've picked something up and i've been like whoa that's too expensive and you should never feel that way if you're going to like a like um goodwill or um what's the other one called there's the soldier one saving way or something salvation yeah there's so many salvation army Mm -hmm. saving way goodwill you should never feel like wow that's i'm spending a lot of money Mm -hmm. buying this that's why there's antique stores Mm -hmm. and that's why there's like other stores for vintage stuff like that like i can i understand that like if someone finds like a 1977 prada purse and it's the they only made a hundred of them and it somehow made its way into the thrift store and someone found it and they sold it for a thousand dollars okay i get it Mm -hmm. i get it but an NSYNC shirt, it better be yeah. signed. Yeah. I just... There better be some sweat on it from them. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, what? Yeah. 45 bucks? Mm-mm. And it was cropped? Mm. No. no. You ruined it. Yeah. I, I just, can't. Anyways. <laughs> no, now I'm that we've just, gotten up subject no, I just, of our it, this, this strife with antique stores. Sit me down like... <laughs> A rabbit hole. But anyways, I have two last conduits to talk about. They're going to be short. Yes. Um, because conduits aren't just dolls. Yes. And I, that's why There's I wanted to kind other of things. branch out a little bit. Since we both had doll stories. Well, let's add in a few other things so people don't think that this episode is about dolls. It's just <laughs> completely happenstance. But It wasn't supposed to be haunted no. dolls, but Hillary and I have the same brain. So. <laughs> the first, or I guess it would be the second now. The second conduit that I'm going to talk about is James Dean's car and when I was researching this story I like looked at my boyfriend and was like do you know anything about James Dean's death like I know he was in a car accident but they're saying that the car might have been cursed he's like oh yeah they've been saying that for years I didn't I didn't have any idea I think I had a cursed car really Uh, the Volkswagen my 1960s (laughs) Volkswagen bug if y'all knew me back in 2015 and 2016, you probably saw a cry a lot because that freaking car tried to kill me a lot. And if you want more stir- stories, stories, more s- stories, more stories on how Megan almost died, just ask me. Yeah. I'll let you know. Hillary saw me cry for the first time ever as I dramatically held on to a gate to our old job and <laughs> bawled my eyes out. I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> It was very sad. My boss didn't even ask if I was okay. He went, Megan. I think he was like, better late than never. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. I put him through hell. (laughs) Anyways, on to James Dean. Let's go. James Dean's car. Okay, so you probably know that James Dean died a very tragic a very early death, and he died in a car accident. But a lot of people, I, I guess a lot of people do know that he died by a curse. I was surprised to find it out, so I don't know. Let us know. No. Let us know if you knew that no James idea. Dean died by curse. But anyways, he owned a 1955 Porsche Spider, and he often referred to it as his little bastard. It was believed that this, that his car was evil, and it was even said that Sir Alec Guinness 
told Dean, if you get in that car, you will be found dead in it by the next, by this time next week. And by that time, the next week, Dean was found dead. Dean died in a horrible car accident, and after his death, mechanics attempted to repair or salvage the wrecked car because it was really expensive. But while they were trying to repair it, it fell and landed on one of the mechanics and crushed both of his legs. The owner, after Dean, stole, like he sold parts of the car. He sold the engine and he sold the drivetrain to two different race car drivers. The first racer lost control of his car, hit a tree, and died. The other racer was injured when his car just started rolling kind of out of nowhere. He's going really fast. And he got hurt with, um, I think the drivetrain is what he had. But it is also said that two people tried to, like, steal parts of the car. And they were injured during, like, their criminal activity of trying to, like, take the pieces out of the car. They both got hurt. And after all this had occurred, it was believed that it would be much safer if they just took the car to a museum for everyone to see. This was not the case. The first exhibit that it was in caught on fire, and at the second exhibit, it fell on top of a student and crushed his hip. Finally, when it was being taken to its third exhibit, it like came off the truck and crushed and killed the truck driver who was in the process of moving it. No one knows where the car is currently, but if you see it, I would definitely drive the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those things happened. I had no idea. I knew he died in a car accident, but I didn't realize people thought it was a cursed mm-hmm. car. And then, like, ten other people were yeah. impacted after his death by the car. And then the third story is called The Crying Boy. In the 1950s, Italian artist Giovanni Bragolin painted a piece of art of a little boy that was crying and it made me think of hey there and it became very popular uh, like in the 50s and 60s and in 1985 the sun which is a british newspaper reported an odd story about this painting according to the sun multiple firefighters in the area had realized that they often found this painting of the little boy crying in homes that burnt down The house would be destroyed, but the painting itself would be unscathed. It became such widespread knowledge that the firefighters collectively would not allow the painting in their own homes. And after the story was printed by the sun, people continued to report that their houses were burning down with the painting or picture untouched. By the end of the year, the curse was so widespread that the sun held mass bonfires of the paintings that were sent in by its readers and then all of this is to say after it became like this known like mystery of why this was happening why the houses were burning down but the pictures were okay it was reported that the little boy that posed for the painting had died as an orphan when his home suddenly burned down oh yeah. oh buddy mm-hmm. crazy yeah, Crazy. that's sad. Yeah. So, if we've learned anything, a conduit can pretty be much anything. Yeah, that's crazy. Anything around you right now, just look around your room. 
that necklace that you really, really, really like and have always been drawn to, mm-hmm. conduit. Yep. It's probably a demon attached to it. The NSEEK shirt you bought as a crop top for $40. <laughs> probably a conduit. Conduit. <laughs> yep. All these things you would have never known. Well, that's the end of conduits. <laughs> and we have one more episode tomorrow. We've got one more episode. Halloween night. Yeah. I don't know why at the very end of this I like turn into a like singer. I'm like, yeah, I feel like have you ever seen those like because you're just moving it so much. Have you ever seen um those TikToks where it's like the Hannah Montana Hannah Montana Hakuna <laughs> Matana um Hannah Montana and it's like rating my dresses one through ten or rating my dresses with Hannah Montana mm-hmm. and it's like ooh uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what I feel like ooh whoa whoa, whoa yeah whoa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be like Megan and Hillary. We have told you time and time again, you are not singers. I know they've turned Doesn't us mean, off already. Like it. It's okay. It's just us they've now. turned us off. <laughs> Once they realize the episode's over, they're like, Once okay. we start singing, they're like, <laughs> here we go. That's how you know it's over. Well, if you're still here, thank you. If you like this episode, thank you. And um, it's a lot of thank yous. Do you have a speech written? You know, I do have. A- <laughs> Hello, my fellow More Booze Please listeners. <laughs> I just want to come on here to say thank you to my uh, fellow uh, podcasters, podcastees. Okay, anyways. Um, so, <laughs> if you're still here, go to our Instagram page, More Booze Please. Give us a like, a follow, you know, the whole thing. Yep. And you can also find us on TikTok at More Booze Please Podcast. <laughs> um, maybe we will upload some singing TikToks of us since that's becoming our our thing. Thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you've ever had a conduit, come in contact with one, seen one, have a scary story, or just interested in chatting, send us an email at moreboozeplease at gmail.com. And that's P-L-Z. Mm-hmm. And you can also send us stories if you had Samantha, the American Girl doll that was haunted. Or if you had a My Twin doll that was haunted. I would love to, like, talk. No. Yeah. I would feel less lonely yeah. about it. People thought I was crazy, and I know I was not crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. That's all for now, though. That's all for now. Goodbye.